Hello, Mzanzi, and welcome to episode 150 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. Here's a question. Does mechanization have to be expensive? John Deere believes mechanization could actually double farmers' outputs and be a game-changer for small-scale and newly commercializing farmers across Africa. We chat to John Deere's Managing Director for Business in Africa and the Middle East, Yaku Bayers. Now, Yaku, you mentioned that the use of technology is all about leveraging on the basics and doing it right. Mechanization is also using the right horsepower at the right time. Please just tell us about this concept and what it means for farmers in today's time. Thank you. 100% mechanization is the right package for the right farmer. And every farmer's situation is different. And for us, a lot of investment goes into training our dealers, number one, our salespeople, and then in conversations like this, because we need to educate and support our farmers with the right choices. The minister talked about a tractor without an implement, but I want to say it's a bicycle. You need the right package. As an example, you can leverage a two-wheel drive tractor, 35 horsepower, just for transporting if it's in the citrus or the nut industry. But when it comes to planting and it's a certain soil conditions, we might need to beef up that horsepower. But it also depends on what's the implement we're going to use. I want to challenge farmers out there, especially those ones who's, who's still planting small grains or maize. When you look at leveraging, at this point, a lot of farmers are using a disc plow. Disc plow is a great thing because it plows a nice unified soil but it creates a hard pan. There's new technologies called a basic thing like a ripper can make a massive impact on your farm operation. John Deere sell big rippers, but our dealer network, we've partnered with dealers that also sells small little rippers. So for us, it's that entire package. Maybe not all of it is John Deere, but it's John Deere approved to ensure we can look after our farmers and our dealers can support. I think that's the, the message I want to leave is don't think everything should be a, a copy and paste. We've got a lot of different options, even when it comes to tractor models. We're not offering you a specific one. We're offering you a variety to look for what you need. But then also think of after sales. Farmers listening, you all want to grow. You need to think of reselling. And that's why it's important to look at a brand like John Deere, because the support, the after sales, that's critical in the after sales piece. Now, I'm going to be honest, Yaku, farmers I chat to weekly, you know, they're adamant that mechanization is expensive, but you believe that mechanization could actually double farmers' outputs and it can be a game changer specific for small-scale farmers and newly commercialized farmers across Africa. You've seen these changes through your work at John Deere. Maybe you can just tell us more about it and what are the practical things? Break it down for us. The numbers I'm going to quote is not stuff I've read in a book. It's the real-life examples. So yes, mechanization is coming at a price. But if you look at it, if you do proper mechanization, take a small-scale farmer. A small-scale farmer, we've shown from Ghana, Ethiopia to South Africa, on average, we took some of these farmers from 1.5 tons they produce on maize to 8 tons. All of that is just by leveraging the right land preparation, a small planter with the right seed depth and fertilizer spacing. So there already is a massive return on investment. Now, 
scale is also important because you need to repay that. And if it's just on four hectares, you'll never be able to afford it. But there's a model that we tested and now commercially running it in across Africa and this year for the first time in South Africa, where we call it the contracting model. In other words, it is maybe a farmer that needs the equipment, but then he's leveraging it to contract his neighbors. So what we're realizing is some farmers leverage their equipment for them to grow and do their neighbors and some turn into a commercial contractor. That way the farmer can afford to pay for the 4 hectares or 10 hectares and the scale for the contractor who now can do 400 hectares. And that's a true win-win. We've tested this one and now commercially running it through our dealer network to really scale these contractors. Where I'm really passionate about this is it creates jobs and it drives entrepreneurship in the agricultural space. And we fundamentally believe this is going to be that transformation agriculture needs. It's very interesting what you're saying that it actually creates jobs because I think so often people think that technology and mechanization does the complete opposite, but you're adamant that it's not. I've got the facts in Ethiopia. Every tractor package, in other words, a tractor, a small grain drill that they use there, a little ripper or a, or a plow and a little sprayer in a wagon creates three jobs. Now, if you think of it, it's almost like a, some of these guys, almost like an Uber, where you've got a scheduler. And we actually just partnered with a company to create a scheduling tool on your phone that will help these farmers. So there's even technology there that we're bringing on. So you get the marketer, you get normally two drivers and a person coordinating. I just mentioned four, but on average, we're saying three jobs for every tractor package that we sell. Not to even think of the improvement in yield going from 1.5 to 8. That's just a complete win-win. And if you think of the challenges in South Africa on the communal ground, you don't have a title deed. With the contracting model, you don't need it. That's the win-win. Now, there's a lot more to it, but that's a lot of the John Deere IP, and we'd like to invite you to talk to our John Deere dealer so we can help work with the farming communities out there. No, definitely. And I think the Minister of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, Tokotitiza, echoed the sentiment saying that mechanization is definitely the key for future growth and development and for sustainable growth within the agricultural space. I just maybe like to recap what you said earlier about it's not just about one tractor. You kind of need to look at the entire package and you can't do it alone and solely. You kind of need to think about what the options are. What would you say to farmers listening now in terms of shifting their thinking to think more like what you've explained and the concept and buying into it from the day that they start farming? Dream and dream big, know where you're coming from, look at, farmers always say seeing is believing, but leverage technology, Google, go and see what's out there, but then also look at people that tried and tested it in South Africa or in the continent. I believe South African farmers can be the leaders. African farmers can be the leaders in the agricultural space in the future. And let's leverage these technologies. Go and ask drive to, a, to, to one of these pilots that we've got to offer. Hopefully the youth can leverage it, the opportunities are there, and grow with us. For John Deere, we're investing billions on this continent. But without you, the farmer, it's wasted. We believe in it. We've got the proven track record. 
We would love to see how we can teach and grow with the farmers out there. Now, Yako, I like to ask this quirky question to all of my guests. Are you the two-toned, uh, fellies type of farmer and agriculturalist working in this space, or do you stick to skinny jeans and a more formal look? <laughs> I've got a daughter that's 11 and a son that's 10 years old. My wife bought, what was it, two years ago, this small little brookie. <laughs> and my daughter hates me wearing it, but on the weekends... I taught my kids how to do a vegetable farm. Oh, wow. And then I wear it. Okay. Then I feel like, and I cut my lawn with a Johnny lawnmower. So then I feel like a farmer. <laughs> Unfortunately, don't have enough time for it. But the passion runs deep. And for me, the passion is how do I help grow? I feel my purpose is I can help change the economy of South Africa through farmers. I firmly believe we can turn it around because we can create the jobs. We can drive the GDP growth. So that's my purpose, I believe. But the passion is through agriculture and at home. Yes, I, uh, I do like to wear it when I help my kids in their vegetable garden. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being here with us on Farmers Inside Track, Yaku. It's been an absolute pleasure and everything of the best with your work at John Deere. I totally enjoyed chatting to Yaku. And for more on this topic, you can visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. All right, next up is our hashtag Soil Sister. Now, Mary Mazbuko's purpose is clear, to create intergenerational entrepreneurs. She says building now for her son and his children is why she chose to farm. When you do anything with a purpose, it's a fountain. It's going to be your fountain. When you, your strength is depleted, you sort of look back and say, why am I doing this in the first place? And every reason will come in and just rebuild your strength and then you wake up. And then you stand up and you get up and you do it all over again because you have the end goal in mind. My end goal is to leave my children with an inheritance, not an inheritance that is a debt, but an inheritance that will sustain generations to come. I want to develop intra-generational entrepreneurs in my family. The Linda that I'm talking about, that he is a systems guy, he's my son. When I talk about the blessing in this whole thing, that I was blessed enough to have acquired this farm where I can build something from it and leave it at a different, higher level for that matter for my children. I am alive now and we are three generations. It is me, it is my son, I mean his children. We are three generations now. I cannot get it wrong. I cannot leave it in tatas. I needed to get it right with him and his wife so that they can have it right for their children. Who shall have seen me do it with them? Then there's hope that it will sustain them. It will go on to the fourth generation and the fifth and so on. That's how you build generational wealth. It's not an easy path to travel. It is not easy at all. There's squabbles, there's frictions, there's, there's a whole lot of things. Fight your battles, but come back to each other again because you know what your end goal is. You know, honestly, I'm in awe of the woman selected for the Corteva Woman Agripreneur 2022 program. Mary is part of a year-long blended development program at the Gordon Institute of Business Science Entrepreneurship Development Academy. For more on her life's journey, you can also go and visit foodformzanzi.co.za. Now that's a wrap from me, Dawn Numdu, Foodformzanzi journalist Nicole Ludolf, our producer Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely fabulous week.
Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.